Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. Um, I'm Cynthia Poehler. My guest, uh, my guest today is uh, Zach Garofalo, and we're going to have a discussion about the oversight of the Albany Police Department. So, Zach, how are you? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm doing okay, despite everything that's going on, Cynthia. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. So the uh, police, not only in Albany, but throughout the country, has been number one on everybody's radar. So uh, I know that you've been involved with the uh, oversight of the Albany Police Department. So in view of everything going on nationally, what's going on, you know, here in Albany? Sure. Um, and, and thank you for, uh, you know, for shining a light on this incredibly important topic. Uh, but first of all, I just, I want to say that, um, I, you know, as, as a white able-bodied male, uh, I stand in solidarity with my black and brown brothers and sisters out there. Um, and I want to also acknowledge that police violence which is the cause of death for one of out of every 1,000 black males. And that's a rate that's 2.5 times greater than that for white males. Um, and that, that is in, incredibly troubling, um, you know, as an ally of the movement. So where we're at currently, there, you know, across the United States, there, there are a number of different oversight mechanisms that that communities have uh but none of them really go far enough and you know i, I we've, we've been pushing for work for changes in albany to the legislation for a very long time now this this legislation uh it was introduced you know about 20 years ago and at the time very well intentioned um but in terms of in terms of going around the community as chair of our outreach committee and speaking to folks and listening to their feedback, it is clear that the time is now, uh, you know, to, to basically empower the board to conduct independent investigations, issue subpoenas, impose discipline on officers, monitor protests, um, so that so that we have a board that that can really hold officers accountable when wrongdoing occurs, um, but also but also really really promote that community policing spirit that that Albany has really come to embrace. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, the the police chief last week was, you know, in the forefront of the news because when the riots broke out, um, he wasn't around to, you know, do anything about it. So, number one, what do you think about the the performance of the Albany police chief? And secondly, what do you think about the performance of the police department as a whole in Albany? 
Uh, those are both great questions. So, you know, uh, I, I, I personally have come to know Chief Hawkins, uh, but, you know, I, I, I would – it would be better if he would be in the community, you know, in in which he leads the police department. Like, we really need a police chief who is here full time. Uh, you know, that's why the Common Council uh, sets residency requirements for police chiefs. You know, you are the you are the face of the department. You need to be here when when things are going, when when things are happening. Uh, you know, it's similar to the mayor always being in town or the governor always being in town. And you can feel whatever way you want about them, but, 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 but the leader should be uh, in their community. Uh, there was criticism of Mayor Bill de Blasio a couple years ago because he was, he was, um, he was out of state. He, I think, he was doing something for the the caucuses out in uh, out in Iowa, and something went down in New York City, and it it just unleashed a wave of criticism. Same thing happened to Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of of London, uh, and now and now the uh, you know now the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. They were out of town. And there was criticism. If you are the if you are the leader, whether elected or appointed, of a of a municipality or of a department, you need to be there, plain and simple. I don't think Chief Hawkins really um, anticipated this, and you know, off duty, you have a right to go wherever you want to go. Can you fault him for not being in Albany? Yeah, I mean, and again, again, I, I respect Chief Hawkins. I respect the, you know, the enormity of his job. But but with that responsibility comes, you know, the the need to be in, in your community. He's receiving intelligence briefs. Anybody who's really paying attention to what's going on in our world and in our communities, and as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, anybody who's a community member – should should know that like this is an issue that is going to continue to escalate until you know there's some sort of uh some sort of resolution that people are satisfied with i mean it was it, it, it this was bound to happen this happens uh after every you know police shooting uh of of unarmed black men and uh, you know, you combine this with with us being in the midst of uh, COVID nineteen, like which also disproportionately affects uh, the black and brown communities, and also massive unemployment, which you know also affects um, black and brown communities at a much higher rate than it does any you know any other group of people, like. This was bound to happen. It was the perfect storm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and so, you know, the police chief really should have been here. Okay. So uh, tell us a little bit about what the Oversight Committee does. Okay. So at this point in time, um, the Community Police Review Board, CPRB, 
we review internal investigations of alleged misconduct by Albany police officers. So what mm-hmm. that means is say you we can use the, the two, the, the most recent interactions between um, two people down in the South End and their interaction with the Albany Police Department. Theoretically, mm-hmm. they could file a complaint, a citizen's complaint which are available at libraries and different locations across the city and online at our website, albanycprb.org. They file the complaint. The complaint goes to the Office of Professional Standards, and then a review is commenced. Um, Then what CPRB does is we come in and we review the investigation that was conducted by the Albany Police Department. And we are supposed to look at the review and, you know, make sure that uh, the officers involved were interviewed, that the complainants were interviewed. Complainant is a term for somebody who files the complaints. So the people who filed Mm -hmm. the complaint, we make sure that they were interviewed. We review witness statements because when you file a complaint, you can list witnesses. You can also submit cell phone videos. And that's great that we live in a time where people are able to whip out their phones to record what's going on. And and it's also great that that police officers, the vast majority of them at least, are wearing body cameras. So we review all of that footage. And then what we do is, is we type up a report and we present it at our monthly meetings. The Community Police Review Board, um, we meet monthly, September through June. Uh, I want folks to know that our last meeting for, uh, you know, before we break for for summer is June 11th. So at these meetings, complainants are invited to attend to hear what we, you know, to hear the the outcomes of the the reviews. But basically... Mm -hmm. At this point in time, what we are doing is we are reviewing whether or not the police department followed, and by extension, the police officers, whether the police officers followed the standard op. And where we have a real disconnect is so a lot of so 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 oftentimes the police officers. And, and I'm talking about complaints in general. I'm not. I'm not talking about any specific incident of of police misconduct um but oftentimes you know an officer is is doing things in accordance with the way the policies are written and as a board you know we have to be able to then say that that yes the officer acted in accordance with policy personally what i do and what some other board members also do is say like, oh, this could have been, you know, the office. Why didn't the officer try to de-escalate the situation? Or, you know, why did you instead of arresting this person and and putting them into the system when it's clear that 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 you know there are def- potential mental health challenges, substance use challenges? Why didn't you refer them to law enforcement assisted diversion? Why didn't you call in a crisis intervention team? You know, I always try to, you know, personally, um, 
you know, have those discussions with, with the police officers who attend these meetings. Um, because right now, the, the, the ability of the board to, to really do anything substantial is limited. We are limited to reviewing the investigations of the department and then determining whether or not the office, you know, whether or not the department followed the proper procedures. Um, and if we disagree, it ultimately is up to the, the chief of police to determine whether or not the officer gets in trouble. Another important thing to note is that the, the chief of police is responsible for discipline. And what we've heard during outreach events is that community members want the police review board to be in charge of, of determining the discipline in coordination with the department. But there should people have said there should be a disciplinary matrix and that the police review board should know of the officer's past misconduct in determining, uh, you know, the level of discipline will be. And this is, okay. you know, this is an investment in, in transparency, being able to do that. Okay, I've got a couple questions. What's the racial makeup of the police department here in Albany? Uh, it's predominantly white. The department, you know, while they, they have made great strides in, in, in trying to recruit um, people of color and, and other minority communities, um, you know, I think a lot more needs to be done. Something that keeps that keeps uh, people of color often out of the department uh, is the physical fitness test. And so one thing that they might want to consider is offering a physical fitness camp. Uh, so if you fail the fitness test, you can get into shape. Kind of like with the military, you can get in, you can, you can enlist, but then they help you get in shape. Um, so, so, so unfortunately, the department is not reflective of the makeup of the Albany community. Okay, this is I, this I think is an important question. If the police department is predominantly Caucasian, uh, and this might be a really controversial question, do you think that the, the police chief is a token? You know, I think I think that the chief is doing the best that he can in a city that he is not from and trying to infiltrate a culture that is very unique to Albany. Do I think mm -hmm. he's a token? No, I think he at the time when he applied, he was the right man for the job. You know, not, okay. not speaking for anybody. Um, my personal opinion is that, you know, the mayor probably wanted a, a person of color to lead the department. Um, or, you know, the chief had the qualifications to do it. He was, uh, you know, there was a, a whole committee that vetted these. I think ultimately, though, the mayor wanted, you know, a specific type of person to lead the department. Um, and the chief fit the bill, and uh, he, and and here he is today. Again, this is not meant as a personal critique or attack of of the chief. I think he came into 
um, you know, very difficult dynamic dynamics to navigate being completely new to the community, completely new mm-hmm. to the departments. Um, do I think he's a token? No. Do I think he fit what was, uh, you know, do I think he fit what he, what, what, what the mayor's office was looking for? Certainly. Well, you know what, just to take this a, one step further, Mayor Sheehan is originally not from Albany either. And there used to be kind of an unwritten thing here in Albany that if you were not born and raised here, you didn't have a chance. As Snowball's chance of ever attaining uh, a political office, and that has changed. So Kathy Sheehan's roots are not in Albany either. Right. I think she's from Chicago originally. Don't know exactly, but uh, what is her her feelings about the police force right now in light of everything that's been going on the past couple of weeks? It, uh, can you sum it up? Um, so, you know, I, I'm not in, in contact with the mayor personally, uh, but, you know, from, from what, from, you know, public, public statements and, and that kind of stuff, you know, I think she's, she's trying to balance uh, the right for people to, to, to peacefully protest while also mm-hmm. standing the department, you know, so I think she's trying to trot that, that fine line, uh, you know, but it's obvious that, that we need reforms, you know, talking to people through CPRB, through our outreach committee. I have a whole long list of recommendations from years of talking to people about what they would like to see. And, you know, whether or not you're from Albany, if you claim to love this city, like I think all of us do, uh, it's 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 incumbent upon you to use your your place of power uh, to bring you know communities most adversely impacted uh, by police brutality and other stakeholders like the police union to the table so that we can pass meaningful uh, reform, including enhanced oversight, civilian and community oversight of the department. So uh, oversight has been lacking, would you say, over the years? Um, So I would not – I would say that what was put in place 20 years ago was progressive 20 years ago. I, Mm -hmm. I would also say that it has outlived its useful life expectancy. Um, you know, in my in my capacity as a community member, has been saying for years that that CPRB needs to. Be, I mean, you and I have talked about this in the past, like mm-hmm. that the police review board needs to have the ability to actually number one have access to all of the records of the department. Number two needs to have a budget that is tied to the police department's budget. So for example, the, you know, I think CPRB should be given 1% of, 
uh, you know, allocated. So whatever APD's annual appropriation is, CPRB's mm-hmm. separate budget is linked to that annual appropriation. Um, and I think that we should be able to hire non-sworn criminal investigators, similar to those employed by the public defender's office. And I think that, that we should be in charge of uh, investigating allegations of misconduct and then rendering decisions. And I think that there's a way that, that, that all sides can come together. The police union, the command staff, the chiefs, mayor's office, communities of color who have most adversely been impacted by police violence. Um, I think that now, like now, like now is the time. And I, I really hope that there is a willingness um, among all parties for meaningful, meaningful change to get the board to where it should be in 2020. There are other communities out there that have oversight mechanisms, New York city, with its Office of the Inspector General for the NYPD, uh, the city of Rochester in New York, Rochester, New York, with its Police Accountability Board, there are replicable models in place that should be considered for Albany. Let me ask you this. We've had incidents in Albany that were, you know, pretty violent. And you know the, the the situation in Minnesota a couple of weeks ago spurred nationwide activism. Okay, in the city of Albany, there's been a number of incidents. For instance, Dante Ivy. Why do you think? Dante Ivy saying uh, unfortunate death stayed in Albany, whereas something in Minnesota just lit a fire nationwide. Um, so I think that there are a number of factors. Um, you know, we have the luxury now of of cell phone cameras being everywhere. Um, And those images, seeing George Floyd being crushed on the neck, Mm -hmm. like that that is conduct completely unbecoming of anybody who, who calls themselves a human. Like that, that was barbaric. The other officers were also, you know, at points in time on top of him. And it, and, 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 and it rightfully went viral. People all around the world, not just the United States, are protesting this. I think, I think there are other aggravating circumstances, though, such as COVID-19, like sky-high unemployment, um, you know, that I think helped propel this. In Albany, in the past, um, you know, we, 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 we have had, and I guess in, in relatively recent history, since like the 2010s at least, you know, stronger community police relations to some extent. 
Like I recognize that not everybody in our community is going to have the same experience with the police as myself and, you know, other, other people who are active in what's going on. Um, you know, but for the most part, people were able to, to quell the sense. The department has always been open to talking. I say talking, um, I guess a little sarcastically uh, at this point, because we do, we do need real change. You can pay as much lip service as you want, but at the end of the day, talk is cheap. You know, rhetoric is ineffective. We need bold leadership. Um, and we need, we need the department to basically realize that we're at a point in history where you can no longer turn a blind eye to the actions of bad cops. You know, we need to take these cops off of the streets. We need, to, we need to prevent them from being able to be rehired, similar to what the state does for people who work with disabilities and they, and they you know, hurt people with disabilities. Um, we, need to, we need to make sure that, 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 that these cops are off the streets, and we need to give control of the police department back to, um, you know, back to the community. I, I did an interview just a couple of days ago with Frank Soprico. And for everybody who's listening that doesn't know who Frank Soprico was, he was a whistleblower back in the early 70s about, uh, about corruption in New York City. And I met him at the, at the co-op um, a few years ago, and we've been doing shows together. And he he says that, um, everything that's going on with in the police department is almost like a built-in thing. It, it's part of the nature of the police department. How do you how do you overcome? How do you break into that circle of violence and, and make it good again? Sure, that's that's a great question, Frank Serpico. Um, you know, we need more Frank Serpicos. But so so here's my here are my thoughts on on that. Um, I don't believe that you can force reform on a federal level. I don't believe that you can force meaningful reform even on a state level. What you can do on a state level is you can repeal certain laws like 50A, which, you know, you and I had a conversation about at one point that, that basically protects the identities of, of first responders. So police, firefighters, corrections officers, um, you know, the, the state can do meaning, the state can do some limited things to make access to information easier. But really, the power is in the people. The people in our community have the power. The Common Council is listening. The mayor's office is listening. And it is up to, and it is up to us at this point in time to capitalize on that. Um, you start by changing the culture by number one, the Common Council could introduce local legislation that makes it illegal to do chokeholds. 
the Common Council could re could totally rewrite the legislation of the Community Police Review Board. The Common Council could create an Inspector General. Mm-hmm. You know, the Common Council has a lot of local power to do things. Yes, to some extent, things are connect laws, but the Common Council, you know, really has the ability to change the culture of the department. Another thing is, you know, we, another thing is, is, is really working to promote, um, you know, and, and, and by no means am I saying that, that, you know, we need to defund the department or anything, but like, and I, and I totally Jack. understand. What? Jack, we're, we're out of time. So can we take up this discussion further at a different date? I would love to, Cynthia. Okay, so give a little plug for yourself and what you do. Thank you. Well, I'm Zach Garaflo. I'm a um, member of the Albany Community Police Review Board, chair of our outreach committee. I really encourage people listening to our to attend our next meeting virtually on Zoom. It will be Thursday, June 11th um, on Zoom, and uh, that information will be posted. Cynthia will share that as well. But definitely come and tell us what you think. Thanks, Zach. Uh, thank you for taking the time to be fo- uh, to be as focused on Albany. I thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful Thanks, day. Bye. Bye. Bye.